This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire Leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdicombe. Where's Josh Widdicombe? <laughs> that is Jin, who is two and a half years old. Lovely. And the reason I have chosen Jin, Rob, is uh, I'm in the same position as uh, Jin's parents, Simon and Christina. All right. So I'll read their email. The voice note is brought to you by Jin, G-J-I-N, pronounced Jin, who is two and a half years old and... Halfway through a two-week isolation period after someone tested positive at nursery. Oh, oh no. Are you, in, are you in isolation? Yes. Well, I'm not, but my daughter is by dint of that. So, okay, right. You've dropped that on me out of nowhere, Josh. Okay, so lovely intro. I thought it was better. I thought it was funnier to not tell you until on the podcast. So, right. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I know, no. Well, obviously, one of the first things <laughs> I thought was this is great podcast content. <laughs> okay, so what? So what's happened? Shall I tell you what's happened? So yeah. her carer at nursery has yeah. tested positive. Right. And so the whole class has uh, been dismissed for two weeks. So two weeks indoors, no nursery. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. How is the carer? Should we ask? Is she okay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think she's fine. What's quite funny is... Um, on uh, one of the one of the days just before um, the carer tested positive, she uh, covered very briefly the lower class, and uh, only one child from that came into contact with her, and that was Tom Crane, my friend's child. So his child has had to isolate as well, even though. When you say lower class, the younger kids, not like younger kids, they're all yeah, like doing chimney sweeping and stuff. No, like no, that. no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like today, kids down a mine. They, they don't. Pay, they don't pay as much. It's. Uh, <laughs> They're doing the economy nursery. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, um, so, so two weeks. How's it going? It's fine. It's actually been fine. All right. Um, okay. It's it's easier because you can go. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're allowed out, aren't you? So at least you, because yeah. there's two of you, you can like take turns of going. I out. I think taking but... turns is the key key thing. Do you know Shift what I mean? Work. 
shift pattern. Shift work, yeah. I always think you've got to treat your daughter like the shelves in a Sainsbury's. <laughs> you need people in there in the day that are customer facing that can stack the shelves and talk to people. But also you need the sort of the night owls that come in for a 12 hour shift through the night. That's what you need, isn't it? Exactly. About shift work. A child is basically a supermarket. I mean, it is not ideal. At least it's like now, though, not over Christmas. I think that's a, a so huge positive. It, it, this at the moment, it feels a bit like getting being told you've got to isolate or having a testing positive. It's almost like you know when footballers try and get sent off just before yeah. the New Year's Eve break, so they get Christmas off. It's like that. You want you want you want to isolate now, not on the twentieth. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, what's quite heartbreaking is um, uh, it's just the weekends. But I'm not going to lie to you, the weekends around where I live yeah. are absolutely terrible anyway because. Why? It's absolutely rammed with people. What? The, what? Oh, what, like the, the park? Yeah. But Victoria Park, it's like going to Glastonbury at the weekends. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, it's harder, though, because she, obviously she's not in nursery during the week. But I find now that my, my girls are like in nursery three days a week and, and proper school five days a week, the weekends, we just, especially on Saturday, we just love doing nothing and having a really lazy day. So, yeah, I it, don't. I think I, I don't think I'm going to be feeling the benefit of loving doing nothing at home over the next week, Rob. I think that's good. I think I'll soon get bored of it. Week two is where it really bites. Yeah. Um. So we've basically done a week. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um. I just couldn't couldn't quite believe it happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know when something happens and you're like, oh, there's literally nothing I can do about this. Well, you almost definitely had COVID in the first week of lockdown, didn't you? You yeah. lost your. Um, sense of smell and taste um, yeah. you know, it's almost feel like you've been done twice now I know it's very unfair Rob it's very <laughs> unfair and also I don't get because if they test negative you've still got to stay in haven't you isn't that right or not yeah um, I, mean, I don't know the, the rules are insane it's like when someone yeah. tried to explain risk to me yes it is very similar to that only uh, risk is the one thing that lasts longer than a <laughs> lockdown <laughs> The only thing to outlive Corona. That's the thing about it. Attempted to change the name of this podcast, and then it never leaves us. It never leaves. There's always us. something happening to do with it. We'll, um, we'll carry on calling it lockdown until they finish the public inquiry. Yeah, that, that'll be the day that we change the name is when the public inquiry's <laughs> been, been been done. So I, yeah, it's quite a weird situation. Obviously, what would your attitude be to trying to explain it to a three-year-old? Oh my god! I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely ins- an insane thing to try because because i don't understand it as an adult do you know what i mean because what, what yeah, she's not she's not across the tears system yeah but what if she says to you okay daddy but i've tested negative on the test why do i have to stay in yeah you'd go i've got nothing there van tam give us a football analogy <laughs> got nothing over it she needs to be so about hooves coming over a hill she's three <laughs> she don't get it I mean, I don't, have you explained it to her? Uh, no, she's never asked to go to the park before, but obviously that's essentially what she started asking, which yeah. you're like, you've got to be kidding me, haven't you? We've spent our life trying to get you to go to the park, and now the moment you can't go to the park, you want to go to the fucking park. <laughs> do you think there's going to either be, like, this park situation? Because everyone in the country, all they do at the weekend is go for a walk through the woods. Right, that is it, a walk through a park. Yeah. Like, do you reckon that it's going to breed a generation of outdoorsy, park-loving kids or people that are just desperate to live in big cities and be like, I hate this walk. I don't want to walk ever again. I think, because I obviously grew up in the countryside and I now live in the city. And I, I, I just think, you know, it's wasted on you as a kid, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, if anything, you go, you want what you don't have. So I think that's why I ended up, you know, wanting to live in the city. 
But um, I, I, I think after 2020, I'd happily never go in a fucking park again in my life. <laughs> Brit, just bulldoze it. Fuck it. Green belt. See you later. Build something. One of the main reasons we moved where we live is because it's got such a nice park near it. Yeah. And actually, you get very bored of parks very oh, quickly. I, I, However big they are, you seem to always just be doing the same bits. I actually, I've, I've actually started hating my park, my nearest park. A bit like, you know, when like you just decide to hate someone on The Apprentice, <laughs> and you just feel I can't stand them. I just hate it. I go, oh yeah. And I found I was went for a walk yesterday, and I found myself going, oh, boggy ear again, is it? Yeah, <laughs> big puddle again here, is it? So I have to do the long loop round, yeah. And I'll try and go around the edge, and I'll slip in again. Will I? Like it's some sort. I'm like a scorned lover with that park. <laughs> I was a bit sad this week, Josh, to be honest yeah. with you. I found it a bit sad because it was um, my daughter's nativity and reception oh, and we couldn't go and see it. And it so felt... did you watch it on Zoom or something? Well, they've recorded it. They're going to uh, put it on like a YouTube link. Pay-per-view link. though, isn't it? PPV, yeah, all day long. Yeah. Eddie Hearn's promoting it. Um, <laughs> 899 I've got to pay. <laughs> but um, I felt a bit sad because that is that is one of those moments you can never yeah. recapture or see or get that you know that is so it's not like a holiday where you can go on holiday again but it is such a seminal moment of watching totally. your child's first nativity and um, I was a bit sad really but I got over it but I was like I'm going to lean into this I'm going to allow myself to feel a bit sad because I think you end up being more mental if you go oh fine yeah I'll just go for a lovely walk again and not watch my daughter in a nativity because that's yeah, what, you know, yeah. that's better but there's something weird isn't it about thought of them performing a nativity to an empty room do you know what i mean like yeah i mean my performer side saying come on you know you got you you need the buzz off the crowd do you know what i mean you need you know. I, I, I just think a nativity is as much about the audience as it is about the performance really isn't it how is a five-year-old going to know what the difference is between a rehearsal and the real performance Exactly. I, but I think they did it to other... I think what they did was they performed to the other year groups. Oh, I see. So I, I see. think um, I think it was like year one were like sat distant from... I don't really understand how the bubbles were, but obviously they're all in a bubble, the, the class. Yeah. So I think they just sat two metres away from them while they performed or whatever it is. Oh, but, um, I see. I think that's what they did. But do you want to hear, do you want to hear my daughter's review of it, yep. Josh? What was her role? She was, she was the main star, Bethlehem star. All the kids had at least at least one line or two lines. She had three lines. Yeah. Which she was very happy about. And I said, did you like it? She went, yeah, I loved it. It was really good. I loved doing my lines. I went, oh, okay, that's good. I went, what did you think of the singing? She was, it was okay. And I went, all right. I went, what didn't you like? She went, I didn't like the waiting. Oh. I went, what? She had the waiting. It was so boring. I went, what was boring? I went, waiting for the other people to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. So I think she's definitely mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. What a chip off the old block. I know, but because you, you want to be like, well, no, you know, you must be giving and, you know, be a team player, an event like that. But then part of me's going, yeah, it is. Just spin them all off. Go one woman show, more money, less hassle, less organisation. You don't have to have a WhatsApp group. You just turn up, bang your free lines out and go home. Exactly. She's she's the next feedback. I've got, I've got to try my best to not let my personality or thought process impact my daughter's development. Yeah, I think that that's a very dangerous situation. Because ultimately, everything I think is the opposite of what they're told right, in school. Right, yes. So yes. I sort of have to try and, you know, remove myself from that conversation. How's your phonics going? Not great. Um, she's now started, um, when I've written anything down, not on a scrap of paper, like a phone number or someone's name when I've been speaking to someone on the phone for some boring based yeah. query she will show me it and says daddy you've done that wrong because they've what? been taught the correct way to do like sevens and 
like um, and they're, oh. they're learning to write but how it can be joined up if you want it to be joined up right oh my word so i'm like oh yeah joined up well they, they, they learn how to do them separately but jo- joined up letters so they can join it up eventually but i mean also as well some parents are obsessed with how k- well their kids can write i'll be honest with you i couldn't give two shiny shits i've not written anything down on paper in about six years it's bought it's pointless it's all typing so just great Oh, she could write really neat. Who gives a shit, mate? No one. It's all emails. So have you got going to get her typing early doors? Well, yeah. I mean, I, 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 do you know what? I don't know if it's bad, but I really don't care about her education to a point. I just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of think, look, she enjoys going. She comes out happy and she seems to be learning stuff. That's enough from me. <laughs> I, I think, do you know what? I find, it, I find it a refreshing outlook. And actually, I think it's a much more enjoyable way for the child to live. If you were going... I'm really concerned about the fact that her peas aren't... Yeah, but some, some people are like that, Josh. I know. I, I don't care. But, you know, as long as they're happy and they try their best, I don't care. You know, I've got... I, 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 only, and I'm not saying that to try and look like a new age hippie person, but ultimately... If I don't you're think a good anyone's going to fall for that, Rob. If you're a good person and you're happy and you try hard, that's all you can do. I'd work the bollocks off to get Ds in everything, Right. And I'm not very academic, but you know, as long as you're hard work, you're, you're hard work, and you're nice, you'll be fine. So I don't, I'm not, I, I really don't care about all that, to be honest. Do you know what you're I mean? Ta- you're taking the fact that your sevens aren't good enough badly, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I told her, I don't give a shit about what my sevens look like. All right, yeah. Sometimes I put the little line through because I saw it in French once. That's how I do it. All right, <laughs> back, back off. I love putting a line through a seven. Oh yeah, it's good, isn't it? it just feels, it is it feels good. A bit it, naughty for no yeah. reason. I love a line for a seven. Yes, please. Um, I've got another story about my um, other kid, the youngest. Um, she's only t- what, the three next week. And she was talking to the uh, teachers and they were saying, "What? how old is everyone? And they went, um, I'm, a, I'm two. And she went, I'm two. And then another kid, oh, she's three. And then the teacher said, how old do you think I am? And then my daughter said, I don't know. I haven't got a hundred fingers to count. She's such a slam, isn't it? The real burn. <laughs> if she did have a hundred fingers, though, the, the the age of the teacher would be uh, the least of her worries. Oh, that, what a career she could have! Just wander around counting out with her fingers. Are you? That could be an Edinburgh show. That there's I'd a place for her on the last leg. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Get her on. Hundred fingers. Get her on. Hundred fingers. Alex Brooke will be furious. Go look how many. <laughs> look how many she's got. Nothing here. Um, um, so. If anyone's got any tips on um, having their kid uh, being locked down for 14 days. Oh, yes. I mean, the thing is, by the next one, we'll, I'll be out of it. So it'll be fine. I, I've got a, I've got a great mood lifter I've been working on. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, yeah. Josh. And you know when they're kicking off a bit at bath time and it's a bit rowy for no reason? Yeah. Yeah. What I do is I put them in the bath with their socks on, right? Yeah. And pretend I've done it by accident. And they'll go, Daddy! My socks are like, oh, no, silly, daddy, what have I done? And they absolutely love it. That's a good one, right? Being put in the bath with wet, like with socks on and they've got wet socks, they're just like, this is insane. This is crazy. They're just like, I'm going to try it tonight. I'm going to try it tonight and it's going to backfire massively. <laughs> but, but it's how you play it. You've got to be like, oh, because basically. You've got to you've, sell it, haven't you? You've got to sell it low status because all kids really want is to be listened to and feel important, isn't it? If you're in that mood where you've had a long day. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, your socks are on. Sorry about that. That's not going to work, is it? <laughs> no, so, no, no. It's like, no, like, you, sorry, your socks. weird. 
But yeah. you've got to be like, oh, no, silly, daddy, what have I done? And then you've got two wet socks. It's basically like prop work in stand-up. Yeah. I've got two wet socks now. They make a funny noise if you slap them, put them on the radiator. That So, like, you you know, maybe that, try that tonight if it's getting a bit tense. I still think bath time's the most overrated bit of parenting. Oh, massively. It's, I, I hate it. Because basically, when they're young, you're constantly worried about something awful happening. And then when they're older, they don't listen to you and stand up and splash everywhere. And then everyone's where everyone's tired. It is not magic. I've got to go in for bath time. I think people just say that because they hate their job. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I bet, oh, it's just a way to get out. So I've got to go in for half time. Basically, look, look, guys, I'm not lazy at work. I'm just a really good dad. See you soon, yeah? Peace. Hey, now in the advent of FaceTime, you don't need to get home for bath time. Exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rob. Yes, Josh. We've got some trampoline input. Oh, I, also as well, I, that's, I was about to say that to you. I've, I've had, I, we have been inundated with trampoline advice on Instagram as well. Give me, give me, give me some of yours. It's, I've got it, three emails on trampolines. Um, I've got four. Okay, well, do you want to start, Rob? Well, no, why don't I start with this one? This is from Laura. Rob, mm-hmm. no. No. You, yeah, <laughs> hold it. I'm sure, you should just fill in listeners, sorry, on what, what the Oh, why, sorry. What, yeah, I basically... Um, this is uh, oh, the, also we should. Right, this this is, is very weird. This trampoline. If, if you're trampoline, <laughs> if you're listening with kids now, some people do in the car or wherever they are in the kitchen. If you're listening with kids, we are now talking about Christmas. Okay, yeah. so I'd advise you to switch it off and listen when it's just adults there. Okay. Yeah. So, as um, Rob's buying some pretty racy presents <laughs> for his wife, yeah, yeah, the sex trampoline is coming oh, her way. Yeah, so guys, so loose stocking, it's basically five dildos. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so basically, uh, we're, I'm, I've, I've heard whisper that Father Christmas may be delivering a uh, trampoline for my children this year. However, it won't be assembled because the elves are pretty busy. So it may They're not be... listening, Rob. They're not listening. All right, okay, okay. Basically, well, I bought my trampoline and I've got to put it up. I, I if, gonna put you've it up. just done the dildo bit. I think it's too late now. The horse is bolted. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so we get we've got the trampoline. It's currently been stored at the grandparents' house because it's too big to be put anywhere, and it's not built yet. The, the plan of action is the schedule is seven or eight p.m. I'm in the garden Christmas Eve building a trampoline. I will be drunk trying to put this trampoline together. And after saying that we're putting this trampoline, well, I'm putting this trampoline up Christmas Eve in the evening. We've we've had a, a deluge of sort of yes. anti anti that well, schedule. People are you know they're caring. Yeah. So Laura Cannon, Rob. No, you can't assemble a trampoline for the first time in the dark on your own on Christmas Eve. Oh, no. The first time we built one, it took about three hours with two of us, and we nearly got divorced. Top tip, the bendy hook tool 
yeah. which comes with it, is vital to get the spring <laughs> springs in place and not optional. <laughs> Do not leave it in the packaging and be unable to find it. Oh. Wear work gloves to protect your hands. Work gloves? I haven't got work gloves. Do they know what you do? You, I mean, you, you haven't done a day's hard labour in your life, no. have you? No, my, my hands are so... Well, I used to work at a flower market when I was 14. Yeah, have you but... got a pair of fingerless gloves from when you worked at a flower market? No, I, I have... What is a work glove? It depends what your job is, isn't it? If you're a butler... I reckon gardening gloves maybe would be a good bet. Have you got any gardening gloves? Snooker ref. I'll get my gloves on. <laughs> little white, little white <laughs> steel gloves. <laughs> okay, I'll get some work gloves. Um... Wear work gloves to protect your hands. It's easy to trap your fingers as you pull the springs into place. Also, you need help to get the legs on. There will probably be three legs that have to be held upright at the same time while you get the circle bit attached. You can't do that with one person. It would be easiest with three. Three? Three? What are you going to do? Well, I I don't know. What's... Is there any more? Have you got any more advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, well, I, I've, advice is... Well, I've got this one. This Rob, I've just listened to this week's podcast. Whilst erecting an eight-foot trampoline for my son's second birthday, it took my husband and I the best part of five hours five to put hours. up in darkness and in the rain because it was his birthday the next day. My husband is very handy, so it's not that we were useless. It's just a nightmare. One step... Listen to this, Josh, which this really shook me, okay? One step requires gloves, and goggles. What the fuck are the goggles, goggles? for? Goggles? Goggles? <laughs> what do you need goggles for? That is madness, isn't oh. it? Goggles? Yeah, goggles. I don't know what... Wow. Is that in case it pings back in your eyes? Yeah, or? I suppose so, yeah. Jesus, where? I'll get a welding mask. Could you... I've got an idea. Yeah. How big is it, Rob? It's not a massive one. Loose boy, it's a, it's a, it's a fair old size, but because they're only like three and five, it's one of the smaller ones. So it's not like the one for like. How far is know, the in-laws? It's about a ten-minute drive. Is there any way of like erecting it at the in-laws oh, and then? I, I mean, attaching it to your roof, Josh. I've got a roof rack. I've, I've we've we've discussed it before, Rob. We, I mean, I'm not saying we're running out of ideas, but we've discussed your roof rack twice now. So right, picture the scene. It's Christmas Eve. I've got my goggles on, my gloves on. I've built a trampoline. I've now popped to B&Q to get some bungee cords. I'm driving through Bromley with a trampoline attached to a cash kai. It's got to be... It's like sailing a ship. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm up to start taking off. I don't think you'd have it on vertically, would you? I get enough speed up on the A2 with that. I'll fly! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'll, I'll see how big it is and I might be able to strap it to the roof rack. I might live stream this build on my YouTube channel. I think yeah. I think we'll have a big... I could pay-per-view it. Um, how, how long is how long's the walk? A 10 minute walk? Oh, I can't walk a trampoline. It's, 50, it's about 15, 20-minute walk, Josh. I can't carry a trampoline on my own walking through the streets. <laughs> Maybe I could arrange a sort of crew of podcast fans that live in Bromley. <laughs> And then we can all meet outside my mother-in-law's house and carry it to mine. <laughs> at this point, that could probably be the most sensible thing to do. Yeah. And then I'll be in the paper like Rita Aurora for some sort of COVID breach. The, well, this this is the best yeah. suggestion, but it's also, you know, I don't want to throw money at the situation, but could you? I mean, this would be embarrassing. 
Could you pay a handyman to come around and erect your trampoline? Well, I've I've had this has been suggested too. It said don't uh, someone just said listening to your dilemma solution, employ a handyman to do it. You guys go out for that and come back and it's dark, the kids won't see it, and you get, you know, that and you can put a nice bow on it. But I, I I yeah, maybe I could get a handyman, but I feel bad getting a handyman around to do it. Because also as well, we've got people coming over in the morning of Christmas Eve. Like yeah. with my and, and it's my parents and we're sitting in the garden because of COVID because my dad's yeah. old and he's got no spleen and diabetes and he's, he's an absolute right. sh- he sh- you know absolute. He doesn't risk. sound like the kind of person that would build a trampoline for you either. <laughs> no, but he's just basically got to sit in the garden and get cold and not get COVID. That's what yeah. he's got to do for Christmas. Um, but um, yeah, so the issue is I don't really want a handyman to. I feel guilty getting a handyman to come and do it like in the afternoon, evening of Christmas Eve when he should be with his kids and family. Do you know what I'm I mean? sure, Rob. If he names the fee, your guilt will go away. I mean, I can't. You can't pay more to assemble something than what you've paid to buy it, can you? That's not. I that's mean, not good business. No, it's not good business. Maybe I'll do that, and I'll just have to pay a Christmas. No, Eve I, I, I really don't want you to do that because I do want to hear how this goes. <laughs> the other option is dress up as Santa while you're doing it, in case the girls wake up and see out the window. I, yeah, I don't think that's the key issue. Pissed and dressed as Santa alone, goggles on. Yeah, that that. <laughs> Uh, Mummy, why is Father Christmas crying in the garden? <laughs> why, is it, why is Father Christmas blind with bleeding hands crying in the garden? Because Father Christmas didn't use goggles or gloves like he was talking <laughs> on his podcast. Um, Yvonne Shields yeah. says, for the love of God, get a helper. I attempted to build a trampoline myself and scrape the skin off my knuckles. Oh, God. Not a good look for Christmas dinner the next day. Follow the instructions for putting on the trampoline hooks. I didn't. I put them in order, one after the other, until the trampoline was pulled so taut I couldn't get the others. Had to start again. It was pure hell. Oh, God. All right, yeah. Well, I, I, okay, I, I'm going to take all this on board. I think Handyman may be the best option. A couple of guys that know how to do it. There must be a, a company that does it. And I'll, I, I, Or I could, I'll maybe get my brother to help me, I went and, and then we'll just draw the curtains. Oh, it's going to be awful. <laughs> what time do your kids go to bed? Well, so what what time can you reasonably start work? Well, the options are potentially. Lou said she was going to maybe take them out for a walk for an hour or so, which, looking at this, won't be long enough. But we have got we have got blinds that we could pull down. But if they're awake when the blinds are down in the afternoon, they'll just look up because they'll hear screaming and shouting and swearing in the garden. Yeah, it would. I think it'd be very weird to go. Daddy's in the garden, but we can't look at it. We're looking at a seven thirty eight pm start. You'd be you'd be happy to rap before midnight, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh God! Right? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm going to look into this and get back to you with some some suggestions because this is that big disaster. The good news is none of the pubs are open, so you're not missing out on a great Christmas Eve. No. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I've got to think. I've got to think this through. But I, 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 I can't. One thing sure, I cannot do it alone. I'm so glad I mentioned it because I literally would have just dragged the box. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit disappointed to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I can't. How was your Christmas? Went to bed at 5am. It feels like we've averted a hilarious disaster. Because <laughs> I, I, I would have just dragged, and I am also as well, it ain't like I'm a DIY guy. I am useless at this. Every time I do an Ikea thing, I basically do it wrong and then Lou does it. Right. Well, if you're not good at that, because they are easy. They are, aren't they? And, you know. Here's a question. What would you do if it gets to 11pm and you failed to assemble it and you think, I simply can't do this? Why does that leave Christmas Day? They've got other presents, yeah. So they wouldn't know, but I would, yeah. 
But that is their main present. They'll have like there's a few little bits and bobs, but that yeah. is the main. Would, one. would it feel like quite an underwhelming Christmas without the trampoline? Hugely, it, it would. It would. It would not be like Christmas Day. It would. Be, it would be like you know they're stressing me out. I've took them to a toy shop and I'm being quite weak that day, and yeah. they've both got a couple of boxes of stuff. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, we've got. Yeah, I, I think it through. Maybe I. I, I think potentially because if you've got a couple of couple of guys, two or three guys that know what they're doing, they could probably do it in an hour. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you come in and for an hour's work and I can pay them a Christmas wedge. Yeah. Done. Do you done. know what I mean? I think that's the best option. And that way, I, you can't put a price on Christmas, but I think you can. Whatever that man says. <laughs> I, I, think what's interest, I think what's interesting there is they are going to think not much of you, those two men, Rob. Yeah, but also I agree, but chat them on at the London Palladium and see how they get on. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got their own skill set. Because you struggled. <laughs> But I did put a trampoline up, didn't I? When I couldn't do my comedy. <laughs> when my jokes were dying, I did, build, I did build a trampoline on stage, didn't I? Everyone's got their skill set, Josh. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, I, and I've got, you know, arguably half of one that I've really exploited. <laughs> um, if you think you're having a bad morning, Rob, um, yep. I can see in the background of my uh, screen when I'm looking at these emails, I've got, uh, the, I've got Spotify open in the background, and I can see that Matthew Crosby has just, you know... I don't know if you've... I've got it linked to his somehow, so I can see what he's listening to. Oh, yeah. He's just listened to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star by the Wiggles. So... Oh, he's he's having a terrible day. He's having an absolutely terrible day. 10.30am, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, the Wiggles. No one wants that. No one needs that. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Do you want some discussion on beds? Yes, please. And then I've got a school trip story to Great. finish us off, which is a very good one. This isn't a thrilling anecdote. Great way to start the email, Kat. <laughs> but I, was... I thought it was one of your reviews, wasn't it? <laughs> but I'll say me and my... I've never, I've never managed to make anything into an anecdote. But I'll say me and my husband have a super king bed with Ooh. two double quilts. Oh, I like this. She says it's fucking amazing and the secret to a happy marriage. We, we've got a big bed, but we've got a one duvet, but we definitely need another duvet, I think. They're big enough to overlap, but also you can roll up on your own. And I have a thicker one than he does. Yes, I, I, that's what I was going to say. A double duvet solution is all tog dependent. If you're going big tog, it's a nightmare. But low, you've got one low tog, one big tog, fine, but a middle in tog level. Because it, it, it'd just be too much. It'd be a bit overwhelming, I'd find it. Like, that, there must be so much duvet on their bed. But, do you know what? I've always, even when I was, like, really skin, I've never skimped on your bed. Because you are in it so much. Yeah. Basically, half your life, you're in it. Yeah. And the amount of money you spend on a car or shoes. Not as much as I used to be in it, I'll be honest with you, Rob, before I had a car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pro rata, it's gone down a few notches. But yeah, (laughs) a third, a third now it is for you. But yeah, yeah, it's um, my brother got up at 11.30am the other day 
And he was like, yeah, just sort of step through. Weird, really. And I was just like, you f-. But Unbelievable. I, but what I do now is when I get angry at people having lines, I don't just go, oh, it's probably because they've had a busy week and they don't have to get up and they've got no kids and they're just having a lovely sleep. I go, oh, you're pathetic. Got no go in you. No drive. No, I'm, <laughs> I try and pretend. I try and pretend it's some sort of like self, self-motivation self thing. But I would, I would absolutely be doing the same thing. That you, your, It's your drive that is getting you up at 6 a.m. Yeah. But it's yeah. your, your lust for life that is waking you up at 6 a.m. No, it's, all, it's my child that's a centimetre away from my face. <laughs> um, this is called Sleeping in Separate Beds. This is from Elsie. She says, I don't have children yet, but used to teach in a nursery and infant school children for the pandemic. As a result, I miss, uh, she doesn't work there anymore. I miss being around children at school and find your podcast nostalgic. Oh. I'm writing in because you talked about couples sleeping in separate beds. My partner and I have to sleep in separate beds. As we discovered when we first got a house together, he is a nighttime thresher. Oh. Most nights he would whack me with his flailing arms in the head multiple times. Sometimes so forcefully that I would require an ice pack and wouldn't be able to sleep for the rest of the night. Oh, God. This is sounds, it's starting to sound quite bleak, this. Well, wait for it. Needless to say, teaching a class of 30 children without sleep uh, felt more like herding cats. So after putting up with this regular nighttime assault for two months, I decided it would be best if we slept in separate beds in the same room. Oh. Because my partner's six foot four, he still sleeps in the original king size bed, and I now sleep in a small single. Oh, no way! <laughs> because that was the only bed that would fit into our room. Oh, you can't have a super king next to a single. <laughs> our bedroom now looks bizarre with his large king size bed parallel to my tiny kid's bed, separated by a bedside table. Oh, that's some. Um, surely you should swap in and out. But he's six foot four. He's a big guy. Yeah, but still, I think you've got you've got to. It's his fault. It is his fault. Yeah, you're not the one thrashing about. That is out of order. I'd say it needs to be split maybe a bit more in his favour if he's bigger. But then just if you could fit in two doubles, then maybe do that. Yeah. Knew it me once in the night, right? Did she? But yeah, like thrashed around like that but like clonked me on the head and it's you know it really hurt like right in the nose you know each other nose your eyes yeah. go all funny and i was so angry and just sort of so annoyed it's it's so annoying not being a, allowed to be angry with someone yeah you totally didn't mean it total accident i was just like fucking hell yeah you twatted me on the nose you know what i mean like you pull the cover over like quite and it's like a little tight hook yeah like a little elbow do you want to hear uh, something, uh, things you learned from your kids? We were talking about this last week. Yes, yes, please. In response to your question as to what we have learned from our kids, this is from Samantha Belshaw. Here is what I've learned from my now 15-year-old daughter, Daisy. Daisy was 12 and she came home from school and asked her dad, uh, my husband Dave, to show us his weenus. Mm-hmm. We looked at each other in shock. And my husband, clearly embarrassed, made a joke about being too cold, only to find out that your weenus is the excess or loose skin at the joint of your elbow. Oh, the weenus. Is that the a weenus? weenus? That's the weenus. It's a weird feeling, the weenus, isn't it? It is. Once, once... It's the closest a human is to a rhino. Oh, it's the most rhino part of it, or an elephant yeah. part of a human, isn't it? Yeah. I've never actually considered it before. Okay, what is the most rhino part of you? Um, your weenus. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've got um, I've got quite um hard skin on my hands from the time I assembled a um, assembled a, tramp- a, a trampoline. <laughs> I couldn't even think of the words. I'm so tired. 
That was, a, that was like a banter tap out. Like if yeah. that was UFC, that'd be like I, uh, using an armbar by the the rhino analogy, and you just was like, uh, 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 skin, skin. Uh, Come on, we all know where I'm going with this. Come on, it'll do. <laughs> exactly. It was so like you know I'm going to say trampoline. Just fill the blank in yourself. I'm fucking knackered. <laughs> Uh, once we knew what our, what our weenus was, we got her to ask everyone, my sister, grandparents, our friends, smug in our new knowledge. So there you go, Rob. That is something learnt from a child. Your We're weenus. It's, it's all about education, isn't it? It's all about education. Have we got time for a lovely email? Yeah, we've got time. I've got one school trip one, and then we'll do your lovely email, yeah? Okay, yeah, perfect. Finish on a nice one. Um, this is um, Joe Ellis, 33, school trip story. Um, during primary school, our lovely teachers decided a trip to the sewage works would be a good idea. Whilst there, I remember complaining about the stink, only to be told by one of the teachers, actually, that smell is very good for your health. What? I must have been satisfied with this answer, as I, <laughs> as I have evidently spent most of my adult life believing the smell of shit is good for you. <laughs> As I remember, every time I smelt poo, although I hated it, I'd be thinking, well, at least it's doing me some good. <laughs> I am now 37, and I understand this is not the case. She was just saying that to me to keep me quiet. Um, Joe loved the podcast. That is amazing. <laughs> Imagine that, thinking, feeling a bit peaky. I should smell some shit, maybe, to her. Uh... <laughs> um, what's the lovely message, Josh, to finish on? So I thought we'd finish with this. Um, this is from Claire Bell. I want to pass on my thanks uh, to you and Tom Allen for his episode of Lockdown Parenting Hell. My son is 10 and he's different. He's recently been called weird and not in a good way by some of his classmates. He's struggling with being the kid who doesn't quite fit in. He doesn't like football, has grown his hair long and loves a waistcoat and tie. We're trying to help him to understand that being different can be a superpower, but it takes bravery to be yourself when everyone else seems to fit in. So Tom's section of your show really chimed, and I am getting him to listen to it now. Aww. Regards, Claire Bell. That's lovely, Claire. Thank you very much. His book's basically about that. It's called No Shame, and it's about not being ashamed of who you are, going for it, and, and you know, and as you've seen in his career, he's stuck with that. So he's also got an incredible audio book. So if your child's a bit younger and maybe the book's a bit heavy for him and stuff, I know there's a, a few bits in there that may be a bit saucy as well, um, but um, he's got the audio book. So if you wanted to play that in a car or something and your kid can listen to that, I'd recommend that as well. Um, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that's great. It's great to know. And, yeah, it's, if anyone's kid's feeling a bit uh, different than Tom's book and um, audio book is is great for that. So I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad we could help yeah. Josh. And if if you're worried that you can't get the audio book, uh, if you turn on your TV, he will be on it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There is no danger of that. Whatever it is, uh, for someone who's worried about fitting in, he don't mind going on anything, does he? <laughs> he was on Soccer AM the other morning, but you know, all power to him. You know, <laughs> going on Soccer AM, knowing nothing about football, but still being the funniest person on the show. Good lad. But I'm glad this podcast, Josh has helped people because you know let's let's be honest here we did it to escape our children and you know earn a couple of quid so you know that's the main goals but if on top of that it helps people that's always a nice addition isn't it exactly exactly that is the main thing because they've helped us to save your christmas which i think is a shame but there we go exactly that's incredible that no yeah to be fair that i I, if i knew that i wouldn't have written in to tell me to get a handyman in or just let me suffer so thank you for for saving my christmas thank you to everyone for listening we'll be back on friday when our guests are robbie williams and ada field williams uh 
That's our first couple that we're interviewing together, Rob. I know, it's exciting, isn't it? And she's great, Ada. I've met her on 8 out of 10 Cats, and her mum is just such an extrovert, and her mum lives with them whenever they're in LA, I think. But apparently, Robbie and the mother-in-law get on really well. We'll see you then. <laughs> right, bye. <laughs> 